Hey y'all, before we get started, a special thank you to you, all of you, for listening to this podcast, sharing, subscribing, leaving reviews on iTunes, uh, being a subscriber on YouTube, thank you. Uh, Modern Mail, 1.3 million views, uh, the thing at the park that I did live at the park, that's got 14,000 views, which compared to 1.3 million is pretty bad, but compared to anything else, pretty good. So thanks for watching that. Uh, this weekend, I am going to be performing live stand-up comedy indoors like it's not 2020 during a worldwide pandemic, and I will be doing so in Glendale, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix, Tempe, Scottsdale. It's all jammed in there as one. Um, I will be at Stir Crazy Comedy Club this Friday night and Saturday night. Three shows total, one Friday, two Saturday. Be there, be square. I'm also planning on being in Appleton, Wisconsin, November 7th through the 9th, I believe. It's right after the election, so I might be doing the first or last comedy set, either during or before the Civil War, which will be exciting. It's going to be a period piece, right? Did I, did I use that term correctly? I don't know, um, but that's happening. Uh, go to ZoltanComedy.com for, you know all the insights and whatnots and what have yous. And other than that, I think you know as well as I do. Why don't we hit that music? Action! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan. Coming at you on a beautiful uh, Tuesday. It's Tuesday, October 6th. We're in it. We're in the fall. I think it's happening. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Once again, I didn't do a show last week because uh, it's been hot and I can't do it at my apartment. There's no air conditioning. And even if there was, I wouldn't be able to run the AC. It would mess with the audio. And it would just be me being upset. That would be most of the... Is is anyone not upset in the heat? Is Is there? Does that person exist? I believe that's the devil. There's always been tales of that, like, oh, the devil's going to come on earth as the Antichrist, right? Am I mixing biblical stories and John Wick plot? I don't know. But there's always been that story of, like, oh, the devil's going to come to the earth and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know who it is? It's whoever's a fan of the heat. Whoever can go outside in 110-degree weather and just be like, finally, watch that guy. Watch that guy with a fine-tooth comb. Definitely not the use of that term, but whatever. Um, it's here we're happening, and I got a haircut. Let's get into it. I uh, I changed. For for the people listening to the podcast, I suggest you go to my go to anywhere on my social media. Which, by the way, if you listen to my podcast and you're not on my social media, what are you doing? What are you doing with yourselves? Get on there. On the Instagram at Zoltan Comedy or Facebook at Zoltan. It's all the same. Zoltan Comedy. Whatever you're into, go on that. Uh, TikTok, OnlyFans, whatever you're into. I'm showing up the new haircut on all of them. Uh, I went for a full buzz cut. The locks are gone. It's a, uh, I got a number four up top and a number, I think it's a two on the sides to fade into a beard that they're legally not allowed to touch at a California barbershop. So I did this myself with my Manscaped trimmer, which I don't, the whole point of that trimmer is to only use it on your schnuts and bunghole. But I went another angle with it. I was like, well, what if I don't use it on that? And instead 
do a nice little fade into my beard. I'm actually proud of myself for pulling it off. Um, yeah, I went and got a haircut. I, I, I had been thinking about it for like five years. That's how slow I am at everything. I think about it for like a long time until I actually go execute it. Like you have no idea how long it took me to join a boxing class. Like I thought about it for about 10 years and then I joined. I'm slow on everything. I've wanted a Honda Fit for years, but I only got it two years ago. And those are words you don't hear anybody say. You've never once heard someone, man, I thought about purchasing a Honda Fit for a couple of years and then finally, you know, pulled the trigger on that $20,000 purchase. It's so, no, a Honda Fit is just something you're forced into because you need wheels and you don't have a lot of money. But I actually thought about it and it took me a while and the same thing with my haircut. I thought about it for like five years and then I'm like, ah, I can't. And then I was going to do it last year, but then Manscaped came around and they're like, you're long hair. You look like a guru. That's what we're trying to do. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll keep it a little longer. And then this year I shot two more commercials with them and I'm like, forget it. I'm not going to be like, really, I'm not going to not cut my hair because I might have to sell some more testicle shavers, <laughs> you know? So I just, I, I cut my hair. I went in there. I feel like every 10 years, I cut, I think it's good to change your hairstyle as much as you change your mattress. Every decade or so, go for something different. And that's what I went for. And it's so much better. I get my hair wet, wet now every shower. I used to not. People without long hair don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. But when you have long hair, you don't wash it every day. Otherwise, it's going to be frizzy and damaging to your hair follicles. Am I the only one paying attention during shampoo commercials? They are very explicit. Very explicit. This one helps revitalize, and then this one makes it smooth, and then this one declumps it. Do you have damaged hair from curling irons and blow dryers? Whether This one will fix it. I don't worry about any of that anymore. You know what I wash this with? A bar of dirty soap. That bar of soap with like weird short hair sticking off of it from who knows where on your body. I just rub that right on my scalp. It's clean as a whistle. You're not going to, what's it going to be brittle? Am I going to get split ends? Is that going to happen? No, I get to be a free man. This is liberating. This is aerodynamic. Uh, and it's just, it's liberating. I get my head wet. I don't need to stick my head off to the side as the shower runs down my, uh, my hairy back, which actually I don't have. I have like three hairs back there, but <laughs> anyway, I'm excited about it. I'm pumped on the hair thing. I made an appointment last, I'm by like when I made the appointment and got the haircut, there was like a whole week to think about it. And yeah, I had second thoughts the nights, the night before. I took a little edible and I went down like a stoned, like, what are you doing cutting your hair off, man? This is you. People aren't going to recognize you. And it's like, dude, no one was a fan because of my hair. Or so I thought. And then I posted the picture of my short hair and a lot of people were like, I was only here for the hair. And I was like, oh, oh. you didn't care what I had to say? Not at all. I was here for the cat and your hair. Jessica and your locks and you got rid of the locks you better start posting more about Jessica so that's the dilemma I'm in but I'm pumped about the new hair 33 years old I never wanted to be like a guy in his 30s with long hair I always thought that I would be just something I did in my 20s and then once I got into my 30s I'd get a sensible dad haircut 
which I have now done. Uh, and it took me three years to finally pull the trigger on that. Jesus lived to be 33. That's what everyone was saying, that like you can't throw blessings anymore. You no longer look like Jesus. Well, Jesus was martyred at 33 years old. I'm 33. I want to live to see 34. And yeah, I'm a little superstitious. So I went with the Samson haircut. I think Samson lived longer. According to biblical stories that I have not studied. I have not been to church since I was six years old. But I believe that's what I was taught at Sunday school the one time I went. Um, but anyway, things are looking good. I'm happy with it. Actually makes me look younger. I've heard that from a lot of people. I've never looked younger in my entire life. I've always looked 10 years older than I really am, which is an extra slap in the face because I never even lived that dirty of a life. But I look like I've been, you know, drinking since I was five and I just had this rough kind of hermity look to me. Maybe Charles Manson mixed with whoever was the lead singer of The Doors. You know that guy? Mix those two and I just look, I looked weathered. I think that's what it is and now Look at this baby face. I'm ready for a Crest commercial. That was, by the way, that was the meanest uh, comment I've read. Uh, it was on YouTube. I posted a video of my haircut. I just posted it yesterday. And it made me laugh, but it was also like, ooh, that was extra zingy. Someone goes, now all you have to do is shorten your teeth and then left like the middle finger emoji. And I was like, whoa. I was actually more intrigued than offended. Is shortening your teeth a thing? Is that something people do? Do I have long teeth? I is you know, I I didn't even check if there was something in my teeth. There could be something on the camera. I don't like. I know because I know they like shave down horses' teeth. Like there's a horse dentist that comes by because I used to have uh, uh, my good friend, uh, rest in peace, Mr. Daryl Jones. He had horses. And they would have to bring over a horse dentist who would had a file. And they would file their teeth down because horses' teeth never stop growing. And is that what I need? Do I need to go to the dentist and they pull out a big file and just shorten my teeth? There's a real happy medium between long teeth and short teeth. You ever see someone with short teeth and just go, oh, that's a little methy. You know, like people that grind their teeth and their front teeth are like an inch long. Or half an inch long you're like what is that what is that that's not normal do you grind your teeth are you addicted to opioids what's happening here what's going on but then you got these long piano keys like I have and then someone leaves a comment to shorten your teeth <laughs> I didn't respond but I want to I've been told not to respond to mean comments but it's like well I don't, I'm not going to respond with like anger, but I'm actually genuinely interested. Is that a procedure? And now that I think about all the procedures that people can get done in this day and age, that is absolutely a procedure. People, of course, have fake boobs. They have their face pulled back. Uh, they got fake butts. You can put in abs. I remember 20 years ago watching MTV's True Life, and there was this guy who was like a bodybuilder guy and he could never build up his calf muscles. So they implanted fake calves into this guy's legs. I'll never forget it. He had to recover, he had like a walker. He was like in his 20s and he had a walker and he ordered pizza after surgery and had to show up to the front door to get his pizza with a walker. So yeah, if you can get fake calves, fake butts, fake abs, fake boobies, 
and make your face look not younger but definitely stretched out definitely shortening your teeth is a possibility adding in cheekbones removing a chin adding a chin putting on a second chin maybe hanging some genitals between your two chins if that's possible definitely you can shorten one's teeth i'm not gonna though i'm not gonna because i'm not gonna be bullied by comments of such that's what i say now watching like three more years i'm gonna have short front teeth <laughs> i'm gonna be like it worked but it took me a while to think about it um yeah yeah you know what that's funny i was just bringing up all the plastic surgery i watched 90 day fiance which i've told you about and one of the characters larissa this brazilian had so much work done she just looks like a porn star now she she looks like someone in the pornos like the modern day pornographies the smut flicks the i don't know what else they're called but she just and everyone on instagram is like you look so much better but it's like you don't look human I thought you looked good when you looked like a person. I, it's, is it good? I, it doesn't look, stop. Like get plastic surgery if you wanna look different. And if, I guess if you're ugly, uh, that's better. I guess it's an upgrade. But definitely don't get plastic surgery if you wanna look younger. Cause that never works. I've never met anyone that looked younger with plastic surgery. You just looked like someone older with a stretchy face. That's all it looked like. You look like there was no give to your face. Like you can't, like their face is so tight that you can't like pop a zit on that face or everything's just gonna crumble down like the Twin Towers. That's gonna be like the missing Jenga piece that just brings it all down. There's no, everything's just, you don't look younger, you don't. You're still getting carded. We just don't know exactly how old you are. Like you might be, you're somewhere between the ages of old and old. Don't get plastic surgery, just get old. You ever look at someone's bad plastic surgery and go, why? I mean, do we need any more evidence than uh, the presidential debates? I know the debates were a giant debacle, but did anyone take away the fact that we had two very, very wealthy older men on that debate stage with terrible plastic surgery. They both had the eye, the eyelid thing where they like cut out the meat from your eyelid to make them not droop over and it looks, the they had it done the best. They have all the money you could have for plastic surgery and even they came out looking like Muppets. What chance do you think you have? Just get old with your old face. And if you have plastic surgery and you think people have told you you look younger, let me be the one to tell you they're lying. We're lying. We're lying to you. And we're not lying to you to be mean. We're just lying to you so you return the favor when it's our turn to get horrible plastic surgery. It's like, uh, it's like kindergartners or first graders complimenting each other's artwork. You know? They know it's crap. But they know theirs is too, and they want you to return the favor when they're done drawing their blue trees. That's essentially what, what modern day plastic surgery has become. It's just like, doesn't it look better? And it's like, I, I, I'm gonna lie and say yes because I know I'm only like a decade behind from getting this work done myself. Although I'm gonna try not to. 
That's like what that's on my vision board that doesn't really exist. The vision board I have in my head is never get plastic surgery. Just just don't do it. Just get old. Just write it out. Just, you know, see where your old ass takes you. Remember that? That can be like the alternative thing. Instead of ending up looking like a Kardashian or like Biden or Trump or the plethora of other people that have gotten bad work done, why don't you just see what your old ass face turns into? It might not be that bad. Give it a shot. And if it doesn't work out, then get the plastic surgery. Or is it too late then? You got to start doing the Botox like in your 20s or something. I read that uh, there's a bunch... Or no, I didn't read this. I watched it in a documentary because I forgot I don't read. Uh, but in that uh, documentary, The Social Dilemma on Netflix, they talked about how young people like teenagers and, and girls in their early 20s want to look like the Instagram filters and TikTok filters. And they're like, make my face look like this thing this computer did. And that's a lot to ask of a human. That an engineer created that algorithm. Look at me talking out of my ass. I don't even know the proper words. My point is, billion dollar technology made your face look like something else. And now you're going to go talk to some 50 year old dude who runs a clinic and go, can you make my face look like this filter? He'll try. He'll try. But that's like asking me to like come over and do handyman work at your place. It's not going to work. Your house was built by professional house builders and handymen are supposed to be professional handymen, and I'm not that. All of your paintings are gonna be crooked if you have me hang them. You are gonna have to redo your entire kitchen if I mess with your plumbing. Why are you going to some 50-year-old plastic surgeon to have him do engineer work to your face? You're beautiful, okay? Just, because they can't fix it. You know that old saying, well, that's why pencils have erasers, son. They can't erase that. Once they make your eyelids look like Joe Biden's, it's over. All they can do is touch it up from there. And by touch it up, make it look worse. Every time I see Biden, that poor guy, he just looks more and more like that Muppet bird. I don't even know which one that is. He, wasn't, he doesn't even look like a famous Muppet. He doesn't look like Kermit or Miss Piggy or Gonzo, or Ra he doesn't even look like the famous Muppet. He looks like the third string Muppet, eagle looking guy that was like in three episodes. He's still getting residuals, he's doing well, but he's not the star. How horrible is that? We're gonna make you look like a Muppet. That's not what I asked for. Don't worry, it's not a famous Muppet. People are gonna have to really dig on Google Images to find the picture that looks like you. Just get old. I know it's a, maybe it's it's wrong for me to say because I still have some years left before I get old. But I that's gonna be my game plan. I'm just gonna write out my later years. My face is gonna droop. My man boobs are gonna be saggy. Who knows? Maybe I'm a total hypocrite. In like ten years, you're just gonna see my face all done up. I'm gonna look like a Kardashian. It's gonna look uh, my face is gonna look like an ice rink. Like you could just skate on it. You just see steam coming off the smoothness. Um, I wrote some notes. I got some notes down. Dominoes, I'm gonna talk about dominoes. The debates, how can we not talk about the debates? Uh, I watched it and you know what? It was an event. 
it was an, obviously an embarrassing event. Uh, I, I can't find anybody that thought anyone did well in this debate or won the debate. It's like trying to win a demolition derby, you know? You ever watch a demolition derby? A bunch of rednecks just crash their cars into each other, and someone's declared the winner, but he doesn't look like one. His car's on fire, his wife's leaving him. It's a mess. That's what this debate looked like. It was just something where we were excited for it, I think. I was excited for it. We had friends over, we ordered a pizza. It reminded me of like 15 years ago when the show Lost was huge and people would have like viewing parties at their house to watch the show. And you'd order pizza and everyone would be like, oh, and they'd be biting their nails as to what the next scene was gonna be. I was, it was like that until the debate started and then you're like, oh boy, yep, yep. And the interesting part is this is the one people were upset about. This is the one that was an embarrassment. Because this is the same way President Trump debated Hillary Clinton four years ago, except people, I think, were more impressed by that just because of their pure dislike for Hillary Clinton. That's how dislikable Hillary Clinton was, was that Trump's tactics there were like, ah, this is pretty entertaining. But now Joe Biden is such a, you know, he's a white wall in a hallway. That's what Joe Biden is. It's like, oh, it's there. Do you hate it? No. Do you like it? I didn't notice it. That's what Joe Biden is. He's a white wall in a hallway with, uh, with a lot of nondescript doors on it. You're just like, this is a hallway I'll never remember in my entire life. And I guess Trump's tactics with a white wall just came off very bleh. It just wasn't anything. It was just an added disappointment to this entire pandemic because we already had to deal with sports without a crowd. Sports without a crowd suck. It feels like watching a pickup game. It just doesn't feel genuine. It, it makes the season not feel real. My, my San Diego Padres are in the playoffs and they just won a series, which should be huge, but there's no one there to watch it. It's like we're watching batting practice, like we're super big MLB fans with some odd live stream of like batting practice going, oh man, that guy's gonna do good this year, but it's the actual season. It's actually the playoffs. Sports without crowds is what we're dealt with. And debates without a crowd was even worse. Watching those two debate without a crowd, it felt like it was, we were watching someone's Thanksgiving dinner where the rest of the family just moved to the living room to let the two grandpas argue it out amongst themselves. That's what it felt like. Like I felt like if that hard camera that was focused on Trump and Biden just moved over, you would see a whole family off in a living room watching football and eating pumpkin pie. That's how it came off. I miss it. I, mean, I, I miss when politics was boring. I realized that when, I, when we were, uh, you know, we ordered Domino's to watch the debates and I'm like, did we, I can, I never remember doing that. I, I, uh, Obama, McCain, Obama, Mitt Romney, did you order pizza? Uh, George Bush and uh, who's that guy that looked like a statue from the Democrats? John Kerry, did you order pizza for that? Gore and Bush, wasn't that the most boring one? Even though that was a close election. One guy thought he invented the internet. 
Um, yeah, we shouldn't be, it shouldn't be entertainment. I think the main goal for the American people should be make politics boring again. That, that should be the main one. And we have it coming up uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, as I record this. They're going to have the vice presidential debate between Kamala Harris and uh, Pence. And that should be a solid, boring debate, which is what it's supposed to be. Just talking about policy and blah, 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 blah. And it actually makes me excited for it. After watching the debate we watched last week and what a dumpster fire it was, I'm actually interested in watching two professional politicians be boring on camera. It's kind of like when you... You ever watch, like, Sound of Music just because you want something not too entertaining? You know what I mean? Like, you put on some old movie, whether it's black and white or from your childhood or from your parents' childhood, because you just don't want to be overly stimulated. You want to be able to fall asleep maybe during or directly after it's over. That's what tomorrow's debates are going to be. Kamala Harris, Mike Pence, thank you both. Thank you. And I hope everyone else takes notes as to how politics is supposed to be. It's supposed to be boring and over there. It's just supposed to be over there. Because over the last few years, politics has seeped into everything else. You don't know how many comedians have been told, stay away from politics. Yeah, maybe politics should stay away from everything else. Maybe politics should stop creeping in to sports, pop culture. Because it's not them going after that, it's their words, their policies, their actions, their tweets that come into us. Politics needs to be boring and lame and over there. It's over there. You don't want to talk about it. You can if you want, once you feel somebody out and you know that it's not going to lead to an argument, then you can talk about politics. But everything is politics. And we didn't make it that way. You didn't make it that way. Politics made it that way. We need to stay away from politics? No. They need to stay away from everything else. Because now, if a comedian wants to talk about sports, oh, dude, don't talk about politics. Wasn't trying to. I was trying to talk about my fantasy football team. But now we're talking about the anthem, which was made a big deal of because of politics. Just like that. I can't make fun, like I did a video once making fun of Ben Shapiro, who's a political commentator, reciting the lyrics from Cardi B's uh, WAP song. And then I have so many responses on, on different social media platforms saying don't get political. And I'm like, it's not. That nerdy, uh, that nerdy little guy was reading hip-hop lyrics and it was hilarious so I was breaking it down like don't get political he talks about politics but he was also talking about hip-hop did the same thing with Alex Jones who I don't even know if it's fair to call Alex Jones a, uh, a political pundit he's just a guy who yells about lots of different things but he's a, uh, you know he talks a lot about politics too I guess and I made fun of the fact months ago when there was a famous video of him saying when the pandemic started, I have no problem eating my neighbors. 
And you had no idea how many people were like, stay away from politics. I'm like, that's not, is this political? Is, is making fun of a guy who was grumbling like a pro wrestler saying, I'm going to eat my neighbors. My kids aren't going to go hungry. That's political. No. It's, I, I fail to see the connection. Politics needs to stay over there with everything else that's boring. Okay? Watching politics belongs with watching the grass grow, uh, listening to birds chirp. It belongs over there. It doesn't belong with everything else. And we didn't put it in there. They came trickling in. Is that chair loud enough? Is it every time I move? <laughs> it's a squiggly chair. Um, oh, also the president got COVID. I don't know if you guys saw that. Trump got COVID. And he, I guess he's okay. He had the quickest bout of COVID I've ever, I don't, he was sick for like a day. He tweeted it. He's like, me and the first lady have COVID. And then the next day he goes to the hospital. And then he's out of the hospital. And he's just like giving the thumbs up out of a, out of a limo. He looked adorable. He's like, hey. He looked like Annie right after he got adopted by Daddy Warbucks. Like he was very excited. And I, it's so many theories. He didn't have COVID. It was, a, it was fake or blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't know. I think he did have it. He had that one video where he looked kind of crummy. And, dude, I don't know how to feel about this virus. His old ass survived. But he's the president, so he probably got stuff that the rest of us can't get a hand on. They probably gave him an IV of, like, you know, baby blood or something. Something good. Like albino baby blood. He was like on an IV of it. We didn't see. And then he just magically gets better. When are they going to give that to us? You know? Like if you and me got sick, would we be getting the albino IV baby blood? Or would we just be stuck with regular ass, worthless baby blood? <laughs> the IV is the good stuff. Um, yeah. Honestly, the best part of that debate was we ordered Domino's. That was the best part. I stand behind Domino's, by the way. I, you know, I'm glad Papa John's got taken down because Papa John ended up being like a psycho. Now they have Shaquille O'Neal on board trying to fix their PR game, which is great because who's more lovable than Shaq? Um, but I'm a Domino's guy through and through. Hand-tossed crust, cheesy bread, are you kidding me? Get that bread in my face immediately. I like Domino's pizza more than authentic blah 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 pizza like the week before we went out to a wine bar and they made that artisan hey would you like this artisan pizza it's made on that wood fire grill right over there in the corner and then we bring it out and you're like that sounds great and it looks great it's a it's a pizza to take a photo of and post but you never see that pizza being eaten you know what i mean because the slice gets ruined it's great in a circle, but then you go to pull out a slice and all the toppings just slide right off like a toddler going down a slip and slide and just all the toppings by the end of it end up in a pile in the middle of the plate. So that's all you end up eating is just a hot floppy piece of bread. That's all you got. All the toppings are in a pile and then you're trying to be, you know, you can't just dig in there and throw it back on because you're at a nice wine place. Everyone's sipping wine, pretending they're talking about world politics, but really they're just sloshed. 
I take Domino's over the authentic pie anytime or the $65 charcuterie board. I love me a charcuterie board, but it's a lot of money for you to just to give me some ingredients. Because what are you giving me? What are you giving me? Oh, there's a little bit of meat and some cheese and some grapes and some uh, pickled olives and uh, four different kinds of cheese here. There's a honeycomb and there's some jam that you can put on the bread. It's like, yeah, this looks like you've set up all the ingredients to make me something delicious. Why are you skipping the last part and making me do it? Or if you are, why am I not getting a severe discount for doing this all myself? Has anyone asked themselves that? Has that ever been brought up? Once again, just putting it out there. Um, I think that was it. Eddie Van Halen died. Eddie Van Halen, uh, I read that right before I started. Eddie Van Halen passed away, the world famous guitar player for Van Halen. Uh, and I think he was the only guitarist I ever saw that smiled. Or the last one. I feel like he's the last guitarist to like do it with a smile. He would just have a goofy smile. He'd be playing metal and he'd have all these sick licks. And he's just over there. He would, you couldn't wipe the smile off of his face. You could tell he enjoyed what he did. Rest in peace, Mr. Eddie Van Halen. Uh, other than that, not a huge Van Halen fan, so I can't name any songs. Jump. That was a good song. It's good. Like, when it comes on, I smile. I don't repeat it. But it's a good song. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. I'm not going to turn this into me trashing Van Halen, because that defeats the purpose. Uh, David Attenborough. I don't know if I'm saying that name right, but there's a good documentary on Netflix. David Attenborough. If you don't know who that is, that's the British voice you hear on every animal documentary. If for some reason you don't know who that man is, think of every animal documentary you've ever seen. Now, do you remember hearing the narrator's voice? That's David Attenborough. And I didn't realize this. He's 90-something years old. And he doesn't look a shade over 70. And guess what? Going back to my plastic surgery talk a few minutes ago, no plastic surgery. He let his old ass just become old. And what happened? He ended up looking young. He is a 90-something-year-old dude that looks 70-something. And he's still going to Antarctica, putting on a thick coat at 90. I wouldn't do that at 33. This guy is an inspiration. So he put together this documentary about how much the planet has changed during his 90-something years on it. And, you know, it's about global warming and how we're over farming and cutting down too many trees and all this stuff and how we need to make changes. And the movie got me. And I'm like, yeah, we need to make all these changes. We need to, we can stop cutting down so much wood, right? Like paper, everything is done digitally. The one thing I'll miss is actual books, because I like the smell of books. Once they can make the Kindle smell like a book, I think I'll be sold. Uh, but for the most part, we're moving away from paper anyway, so that's working well. Um, and then there's like, oh, you know, the fossil fuels going in and the greenhouse gases. All right, well, we're moving towards electric cars. So that seems to be going the right direction. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm not married to the gas combustion engine that is my Honda Fit. I'm willing to move over to a Tesla or something once I'm able to afford that or the price comes down to me, whichever happens first. Cool, I'm with that. 
And then he's like, we're over farming. So you do blah, blah, blah. And one of the ways to help is you got to quit eating meat. And I'm like, that's where you lost me. That's where David Attenborough lost me. Because I'm all for, hey, use less paper, yada, yada. Cool. That's good for no deforestation of the rainforest so it can help soak in the carbon dioxide and keep our planet in balance. Did you like how I talked about that? Like I almost completely understood it. Um, I'm for that. I'm for using uh, not a gas car someday soon. Cool. And then he's like, quit eating meat. Drawing the line there, David Attenborough. I can't. I mean, I can, but I don't want. I love m meat. Can I still eat meat? Can you guys quit? How about? Can we do that? How about like all of you guys quit, and then I still get a steak? Cause I love me a steak. Oh my god. Steak. Have you had that Wagyu beef? The Wagyu. What? Are you kidding me? We got to stop doing that. It's so tender, juicy. Turkey on Thanksgiving. Chicken. A nice piece of chicken. Pork. But really beef. Cheeseburgers. There's a Shake Shack down the street from here. And they have... I don't know what they do. I think it's just the fact that it's delicious meat patty, slice of cheese. Delicious meat patty, slice of cheese. No. No. Nope. That's when I realized how selfish I was. I watched this 90-minute documentary where David Attenborough shared his life and talked about how much the planet has changed. And he's like, this is what we got to do to fix things. And I'm like, I'm for it. I'm for it. Don't eat meat. You lost me, Mr. Attenborough. I refuse. I refuse. And I've been to some delicious vegan places that somehow mushed together some kale and a mushroom and made it taste like beef. And they did a good job. That impossible meat stuff, that tastes really good. I don't know what's in it. It tastes good. But if you want me to eat that from now on instead of the other thing, I'll fight you in the streets. I will fist fight you out there. Is that a little harsh? That's how I feel. I think that's the... Uh, I guess that's what we're going to end it on. Um, a couple things. One, I'm going to be in Phoenix this weekend. Like I said, I will be at uh, Stir Crazy Comedy Club this Friday and Saturday. Two shows Saturday, one show Friday. So come be a part of that. Um, and then also, let me do this later. I'll try tonight. Also, I wanted to give a shout out to the people that support uh, me the most. Um, thank you. It's you guys. It's all the people that listen and download and do all that good stuff. Uh, if you really want to support, go to my YouTube page and subscribe. And not only subscribe, look into becoming a member. There's three different tiers you can sign up at, $1.99, $4.99, and $9.99. And they each come with different perks. Right now, I want to give a shout-out to all the people at the cat person level, which is um, uh, the $9.99 level. We have oh, all the goodies. Laura Nystrom, she said very nice things about my haircut, so thank you. <laughs> uh, Stephanie M., Julia Vina, Issa Don, Ellen Chestnut, Renee Spaulding, Dustin Henson, Craig Rappaport, San Marcos' own, uh, Ema Catherine Maya, Marilyn Rx, Diane Norton, Laura Wolfson, Annette Bailey, uh, Mary Garrison Quay, Sarah Zanto, all the way out. 
in Australia. Uh, Ellen Chestnut. Renea Spalding again? Nope, I moved it up. Tet P, Alan Nugent, Laura Hornstrand, Danny Cox. Thank you for being supporters of me. If you want to support, go to my YouTube page, hit subscribe, check out the join button, and see what works best for you. Other than that, I'll see you this weekend in Arizona, and I will talk about it next week. I think I'm, what I'm going to do is go get a COVID test before I go and go get a COVID test before uh, when I come back. So that way, if I get COVID, I can blame it on Arizona, which I definitely don't mind doing. But other than that, have a great week, everybody. Uh, and, you know, prepare for the inevitable? Yeah, prepare for the inevitable civil war. That would have been a better sentence if I didn't stammer. But no take twos.